like to share with our audience right now what you just said before we started recording? <laughs> Tell them what you hate. I really don't enjoy songs that have children's choirs in them. Do you hate children? No, not at all. I don't like specifically Christmas songs that sing with like children's Christmas choirs. Christmas is for children. You hate oh, children. Hold on a second. Christmas is for everybody. You're a communist. But no, 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 but it's cut off at 92 because it's kids from one to 90. Nat King Cole murdered everyone 93 and older. Well, took Christmas away from them at least. That it's What's only for 92 for up to 92 year olds. Should we um, get on with our show now? Uh, Liz, you're the one who wanted to talk about this. Let's go. What, what is this show? What's the name of it, Sarah? Oh, my God. All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Sibling Sit Down, where brother and sister talk about the beloved New Jersey mafia hit TV show, The Sopranos. I'm Sarah Stefanelli. And I'm Joseph Stefanelli. We're going to be taking you through The Sopranos one episode at a time, one podcast episode at a time. We will be discussing season one, episode six today, Pax Soprana. If you have not watched the episode, please stop listening, go watch it and come back. As a reminder, we will not give away any spoilers past this episode if I can help it by controlling my brother. You can't. So in this episode, as we return to the main storyline of season one, we see Junior is off to a rough start as the new boss, making his capos very unhappy. Not only are they feeling the change in management, lightening their pockets, but Hesh, Tony's trusted advisor, is being taxed by Junior. And who's pulling the strings? Good old Olivia. Meanwhile, Carmela is dealing with her jealousy over Dr. Melfi, a jealousy that might not be so unfounded, considering Tony confesses his love to his psychiatrist. This episode aired on February 14th, 1999, sort of appropriate for Valentine's Day, since there is a confession of love. Okay. Did you write this summary? Uh, yes, and I'm not really pleased with it. Yeah, not your best. It wasn't I mean, it's fine. No, I mean, listen. You should have said that you got this from HBO. Even on Pavarotti's worst day, he was amazing. And You're that's kind of how I feel about compared, my summaries. You just compared yourself to Pavarotti. Yeah, I did. Okay. What's your favorite scene in this episode? Let's jump right in. Um, My favorite scene has to be the closing scene with the dinner and the FBI, you know, the audience realizes for the first time truly that the FBI is all over this, hmm. all over this. Um, you know, we could have assumed that, but it's really that introduction to that world and just an exciting scene, very cool scene. Um, an honorable mention for me is the scene with Junior and Livia um, when he says, you know, keep moving fella. And yeah, I'm playing shortstop for the Mets, which I find interesting because Junior is a Yankees fan. Uh, I also love the cut right after that, because as soon as he says that, it jumps right into Tony screaming the words, watch the balls, watch the balls, <laughs> which is kind of what a shortstop does. Yeah, well, I mean, all the players do, but sure. Yeah, but a shortstop, like, he's watching the balls. Most so. of the balls go to the store, you know. Right. Statistically speaking, yeah. That's um, let's, can, we, can we talk about these scenes? I, I think these are interesting scenes. Um, I also, I do think they're great. Not two that I picked. Um, I think the FBI scene is very in interestingly shot, especially it's only one man. I assume the other waiters are, I don't know if you do, but there's only one man taking those pictures. I don't assume that it's all the way. You think he's I, the only one? I do. That's interesting. I've always because assumed the entire how room. But how risky is that to have multiple waiters with a camera on? I think the FBI is smarter than that. I think they'd send one guy in. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. It kind of blows my mind because I think you're right. And I've never really looked at it that way. I've always assumed that everyone in that room is either a mobster or an FBI guy. But I find that the whole corkboard interesting because I kind of want them to get it right and they're not. And I think it's interesting that this whole what do episode. They not have right what do they not have right? Well, because we, we know deep down that Tony's the boss, but they have Junior. I, 
I know, but technically they're literally at a dinner celebrating Junior's bosshood, so you can't no, blame me. No, the no, no, of course, but I find I find that ending to be really interesting because the whole show is about kind of the muddiness of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, as as Christopher had said earlier, no one knows who's paying who. He said that earlier episode, yeah, and which I think foreshadows this episode that we really don't know who's in charge. I mean, Livia's in charge, Tony's in charge. <laughs> um, Junior's in charge and the captains are upset. No one knows what's going on. And yet they have this on a pyramid cork board that is, and so strategically slowly being put up. Even the writing is so obnoxiously slow that it's- I think that's for dramatic purposes for a show. No, no, I'm not saying that in a bad way. I mean, obnoxiously in a good way. That was a choice to be made that we know exactly like a pyramid, it's so organized and yet they're so wrong because they're not organized. Organized crime in this episode is the least organized is dis- thing. Is disorganized. Is disorganized. And I, I really, so I agree with you. I love that scene. It's not the scene I picked, but I thought it was a really good scene. Um, I'll, I'll mention my honorable mention first. I do love the Tony Carmella final scene, the you are my life. I mean, I, th- I mean, talk about two. They're both batting a thousand. I mean, he, he, he is unbelievable the way he looks at her and he does really love her. And I, I kind of think, you know, yes, I know, I know that she's jealous, but, and he is confessing his love, but he's an idiot. He's not really in love with Melfi yet. I mean, maybe he does later in the series. I don't know. We can talk about that when time comes, but she's wrong kind of like, she shouldn't be jealous of Melfi. She's a much, she's much closer to Tony and she knows Tony better than anyone. And I think she kind of realizes that. And I love the way he doesn't throw it in her face. He really just embraces her. I just think that's it, that's two award-winning actors just at the top of their game. But my favorite- And, and very great for Valentine's Day, like you said. Very cute. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, but the best scene to me is the Tony Jr. baseball field scene. <laughs> who would, just a side note, I have no idea who they're watching because it's never really been established that, Ju- uh, that Anthony Jr. has ever played baseball. He's a huh. football player. Meadows a soccer player. It's it's really never been said. That's but... a very good point. So why are they there? I don't know. I Maybe... always assumed it was AJ. So do I, but I mean, there's never a scene that's like, hey, AJ! You know, like later episodes, <laughs> later episodes, he's going to watch, you know, the football and the soccer and he's rowdy. But here they are, like, is this just where they met? Because they thought, oh, come on, there's a game going on and we'll just go watch a game? It's just an odd moment. Yeah. But anyway, did, I did, love- Is that what daddy sounded like when you played baseball? Well, I never did anything worth getting yells, getting, getting screamed at. You but... were so, so good at managing that book. I was, I was really you good. Were... I knew how to write a K backwards. <laughs> it was really good. But um, I did, you know, and obviously this is an important scene. It's the scene where the episode comes from because he's describing um, Pax Romana and, and it's Soprana, which is, you know, cute little twist on words. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love that the episode is based on Tony's story that Junior doesn't understand the point to. So he has to go to that bull story, yeah. Um, which is a great, I don't know if this is the first time I've ever heard that story, but that's a, that's a great joke about like, yeah. let's run down. I just, you know, I won't repeat it because, you know, a yeah. woman's in the room, but yeah, it's a little a good story. It's, so. it's fitting for them. Let's say that. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't put it as my favorite quote, but I mean, that's probably the best speech in the whole episode. Um, Fair. Fair. You had, I, I disagree with all of your quotes, so go ahead. Why, <gasps> you get, Why do you disagree with it? I picked real. There, <laughs> this episode was so packed with great. Well, let's can we call can we call it out right now? You, I don't think you're a fan of this episode as much as I am. No, I'm I really love not. this episode. I love this episode. No, this not, to me it's is not like the, defining we're just the, the, the relationships. Again. It's not that I don't like it. I feel like it's just okay. This was an episode that happened and made the plot move along. Like it was fine. I didn't dislike it, but I think you did like it more than I did. This episode a lot is I connected to Godfather 2 in the sense of like. When I watch Godfather 2, I love the whole thing as a movie, but I do kind of like the family better than the Italy stuff, like the back, the the prequel I like less than the sequel. Okay. Um, I love De Niro, and I find College, the previous episode, to be the De Niro. 
It was a side story. I didn't necessarily need it. And now I'm back with the family. I'm back with Sonny and, and, and uh, Michael. Like I'm back with that story. And that's, I really love the, the way it brings us back. Joseph, what is the, f- what is the fact about De Niro? He's the only, or no, Vito Corleone is the only character who won best actor by two different actors. Well, De Niro won supporting Brando won. He, it is the, it is the first because I believe, like the, well, no, the... two women I can't remember who have one for playing Queen Elizabeth. I think Kate Blanchett and Judy Dench. So maybe they were the first. Okay, pair. they won awards the for the same, same character in but the they same were category different. because it wasn't like she played a young version of Queen Elizabeth and Judy Dench played an older. So those were two different franchises. So yeah, I think I would say yes, they are the only two actors ever to win for the same character in the same movies. It's so interesting. I love that little tidbit. All right, do you want to hear my quotes or what? Because I think they're Yeah, let's get yours over with because I don't even have comments for them. (laughs) I like when Carl says, it's our anniversary, Tony, yours and mine, not yours, mine, and Johnny fucking Zach's. (laughs) Her delivery is good. Right. It's so funny. We also meet Johnny fucking Zacks for the first time. We don't get ahead. We get, listen, we're going to, we're going to dive in. I'm excited about him. I'll give that episode. I'll give this to that episode. Like, okay. Um, I also really just liked when they threw him over the bridge, not when they threw him over the bridge, but when they went to the guy and gave him money and said, what happened here? And he said, that's some sad shit, motherfucker. said he didn't want to live, don't want to live no more. Like He needed in that moment to say something perfect to them. And yeah. he, it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I just liked here, buy yourself an iron. Yeah, I mean that's a good line. It's just he's a good so line. mean. That's my my buddy Vin. Um, there used to be, and there's not anymore. There used to be a a guy on YouTube who used to take characters like Vin that that are not major characters but minor characters and tie all their arcs together. So you only <laughs> watched them. Their story, okay. And let me tell you, Vin's is by far the best yeah. of all minor characters he's a good character he's and uh, i guess copyright the guy took it down they're all gone he did that he did pile oh, my, which was hysterical pile my comes a yeah, long we'll, time ago but we'll just the idea about. was a horse um, was great so i i make fun of you but i had a lot but i saved the what my real favorite is but i'm gonna give you my nominees okay um went to- <laughs> excuse me when tony says from all the conversation i get around here i might as well be a fucking dildo (laughs) no because he it's just you know i mean listen there's a whole freudian thing he can't get an erection he's feeling like the subordinate where he usually feels like so he actually is trying to be like this sensitive guy and now it's the woman who's like why let's just have sex that's what we're supposed to do and it was just that was just really funny um, I mean, pussy saying I've eaten more Queens than Lancelot was, and that, let me tell you something. I probably didn't notice that line maybe till like my 40th watch of this episode. That was a great line. But to be here, honest but- with you, I caught something about Lancelot and I didn't hear the line. Oh. And now that I know what it is, that is very funny. But I kind of was a, like, what did you just say? And I kind of like, let it go. That is a funny, funny line. But my three, my three next ones are all Livia. Livia okay. killed this episode. <laughs> when she says, water, water, water. I'm living next door to Gunga Din. That is just... <laughs> I mean, and you can almost see um, Nancy struggling with that line. Like she doesn't even know. She just wants to say it. And you can tell David Chase, like, here's the line. And you can tell she's thinking about it. And it's, but then Livia's thinking about it. It's a great line. Explain what what Gunga Din is. Gunga Din historically was a a carrier of water, right? Okay, make sure. But who did he bring it to? He brought it to, I should know this. I should have reached. I just know it. It's one of those things like I know who Gunga okay. Din is, but I don't know the backstory. Okay. Um, and just in the same scene, 
bring the cookies. That was just a great, like, do you want coffee? Yeah, bring the cookies. <laughs> and I also like that episode because in the previous episode, she didn't want the, the macaroons. macaroons. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. like she's warming up to him a little bit, yep. but the killer, the killer quote of the whole episode, what are you wearing? You smell like a French baton. I'm sorry. The way she says it. The way she is says it. Amazing. And and Junior's reaction is just like, what? <laughs> what Johnny would do? Which okay, did you find that a little weird? Because Johnny was her husband and his brother? Like kind of like a weird No, no I don't I don't look at it as a sexual thing. I look okay. at it as he he looked up looked to up to him okay he I, just I, looked I thought... up to johnny so much and i think i do think that there is a i think there's a will they won't they to junior and no. livia i no. do i do but but i think I, I again this is something i i probably didn't feel till i looked for it in my like 30th watch yeah no i'm, I'm not with you on that one but the, no but later there is watch. mention of there is going to be mention of that of like companionship they have that i'll give that to you no but but we'll, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to it very soon okay um may, maybe in two more episodes we'll get to that conversation all right which will probably be my favorite scene okay cool um so all right let's talk about the theme uh okay, you so won this one yeah you, uh, you were right on this one wow actually. it took six episodes for me to win one you 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 got it so should I, shall I go first then? Uh, yeah, I'm, well, I have something else to talk about in the theme area if you want to like start with me, but build to you. it's No, I want to go first. You go first. Okay. I think it's uh, the theme is that wanting relationships to be something they are not, but still coming to terms with what they are. Yes. And I have a lot of reasons and examples to think that. So let's go here. Melfi telling Tony she's just representing the Italian women in his life, but she's gentle and kind to him. So he doesn't actually love her. And he, by the end of the episode, he does seem to accept that he doesn't actually love her, even though he, he says, I love you. And you've got to, yeah. like, in that moment, I just cackle. Like, what? <laughs> shut up. Like, shut up, I Tony. Agree. No, you don't. <laughs> and I think, I, for, I think we talked about this in the last episode, but this goes back to that idea of, that Carmela is the odd woman out when it comes to their style and their yeah. look. Yeah, yeah. Melfi looks like Meadow, looks like Irina, looks like future Gamars. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. There's a look. But she, Melfi. okay, but yeah, but Carmela is still an Italian woman, right? She's still in that bucket. Um, yeah, but she's not, I mean, when you think Italian woman, you don't think blonde blue eyes. Melfi looks like a paisan. Our father is 100% Italian and had blonde hair and has blue, bright blue eyes. When Melfi walks into you a room. You are Italian and when have walks dirty into blonde a room, hair. You go, that's an Italian eyes. woman. When my father and I walk into a room, when you walk into a room, you go, that's an Italian woman. Yes, but but you're saying but, that you're typical But me and Italian. dad, you don't. We're, we're odd in that way. We, you don't look no, at me and dad and go, those are Italians. You're Northern Italian men and you look very Italian, even though you do have blonde hair and blue eyes. Yes, I Negative. am the typical Italian Negative. woman looking. For well, our listeners, I have beautiful brown eyes and beautiful brown hair. Yeah, I got the blue eyes. Yeah. All right, I'm keep so going. Mad about it. It's fine. Okay. Um, Carmela realizing she wants to be a healing presence for Tony and saying that she wants to be, you know, that woman in his life, you know, and then him correcting her saying, you are my life. And I will admit that I cried at that part. But didn't, didn't put that in the best scene. No, I, I didn't think it was the best scene. I thought it was a very nice moment though. Um, Irina being asked to wear business clothes and she says, I'm not a whore, which she does say at least twice in this episode. So keep reminding Tony, I'm not your whore. But she is. Well, she, he doesn't pay her. No, but he. But listen, that's her point though. Listen, She's saying I'm not going to dress up for He's for that you. apartment. I guarantee it. Eh, he's but, paying for her clothes. No, he, uh, she is. Uh, okay. Carmela feeling sorry for herself, but father evil ass Phil reminds her that Tony cheats and it's pretty much Carmela's fault. What the actual fuck? Um, in the la in our last episode, I was kind of sticking up for him that 
you know, he, everyone has bad and good and you were like, no, he's evil. This convinced me that he's evil. <laughs> um, telling Carmela that it's his fault that her husband cheats, like go fuck yourself. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, anyway. So like, that was, that was frustrating. Um, in Tony's dream. This kind of, no, but I'm going to say this, this kind of goes with what my secondary theme is. Okay. We'll hear about it in a second. Okay. Um, Tony's dream when we think it's Irina in bed, but it's Melfi. Um, he blames he blames um, his being burned on Carmella, but it really was Irina. Ooh, nice catch. Yeah. Um, Hetri establishes his relationship with the mob, even though it does kind of shift, but it does settle again. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, again, li- kind of connected to mine. Okay. Livia says she's not involved, but Tony knows that she is and then keeps at that. Like, Tony's like, yeah, you are. So we kind of call, again, like, you know, we think we want these relationships to be a certain way, but we come to terms that they're not. And it's really the first time Tony has acknowledged, like, no, you run the show here, or you at least have Junior's ear. Um, Tony resets Junior as being favored with his guys and not hated. So we have that reshift and settle that that Junior will hopefully be a, a well-loved boss. Um, and then again, we end with realizing the FBI knows exactly who they are. And you, you know, you say that not exactly, but enough for this to open up a, a no, storyline. No. <laughs> no, you nailed it. You nailed it. Great. Go um, for it. What, what is your my my I, I, my theme, which is 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 secondary, is is money and compliance. Okay. Um, you might want to even call this more of a motif of the show, but like the first bit of violence, um, in the show in the episode, which is kind of a non-violent episode, is 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 because of you know Junior not getting paid for a poker game, so mm-hmm. it establishes this is what happens when you don't pay. Um, and then like you said, you know, Carmela getting blamed for for the cheating, but Tony allowing Carmela to keep that furniture is a form of compliance. It's, it's his like, I'm going to let you have this. So you get over all the things I do, including having a female. When she orders, when she orders all the furniture, all that furniture, right, right, right. you know, and he says, no, you can keep it, but you could tell he's irritated, but that's payment. I'll let you do this so that you get off my back about Melfi. And cause you know about r- the Russian. So <laughs> Bill's point is a valid one. He just didn't word it well. She does allow it. Uh, okay. I she says really, herself, it's a form of masturbation. I'm I busy. It's hated, a way he can... I hate Father Phil now. No, I, I know. I get you. Um, the You know, the new starter as a gift to Melfi, you know, he's giving gifts so that you'll, you won't drop me as a client, even though I said I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, also just subplots to that is that I like when he says, why did you take me on? Because, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't flinch. Yeah. Like, you so did, you why, are, why are you compliant <laughs> to what I do? Cause you like this. You like wh- getting to talk to me. It's a little adventure. It's a roller coaster for you. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and she laughs at his joke, making that connection. Like later in the episode, just the fact that she lets it is very funny joke. I don't even... I wouldn't even let someone put their finger in my face is a great line. Yeah. Um, Mikey pays those guys for not tattling. Um, and then finally, mm-hmm. Tony, Tony giving back that money to Hesh because he's so afraid he's going to leave. Um, that's compliance. And Tony, we know any other person but Hesh, Tony would have kept that money. We see oh. it in the, in the second episode. He takes the money when Chris gives the, begrudgingly gives the money to Tony, say, here, here's Junior's money. And he takes some before he gives mm-hmm. it back to Junior. I mean, the f- I can't believe he gives that money to Hesh, and I still can't believe it on this watch. But that's <laughs> compliance. He needs Hesh to stay. I think it's a. I think it's about the respect of Hesh. Hesh was his dad's friend. I, I think it's a a generational respect thing. Great, but he doesn't have it for Junior. He doesn't. He doesn't he have that respect. Sh- he has to at least show that he does have the respect for Junior, though. Listen, he steals suits from Junior in 46 long. Oh, he takes four and still looks great in his. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're cute. All right. All right. It's symbolism. Next next category. Oh. Why, <laughs> why don't you go first? With Time. 
And let me tell you something. This was one of those things when the first thing was said, I said, all right, time. And then I was listening for time. Holy shit. Really? Junior refers to the day. Right away, he says, I'm having a little time. They're having a time for me. Okay. Tony lip syncs to that song. What time is it? Okay. Um, Tony then says, when he says, do you get an erection at night? You could set your clock to it. Um, I'm actually going to skip one for me and go back to it. The Prozac is working overtime, he says. And then Tony says to one of the capos, uh, Jimmy, he says, Jimmy, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So there's definitely uh, this idea of time. Now, my really last one I skipped, and I think this is a little bit of a stretch, but he, Junior says, even the coffee is old in here. You know, old referring to how, you know, time. But Okay. But, Interesting. I mean, though, Great. I don't know what it symbolizes, but there's a definite. <laughs> I know. It's usually a part of symbolism. Well, well I mean, I mean, if, if I had to put on my English teacher hat, I would say that it symbolizes Tony biding his time. He's being patient. He's sitting there waiting uh, for something to happen. And like, like episode uh, four, where we said like the fight didn't happen, like still nothing's happening. Yeah. It's really building <laughs> and playing with an audience's patience. Um, and of course we got college in the middle of it. So that kind of broke our tension a little bit because we got to see Tony kill somebody. But really like, if you look at the main plot of the season, like, Let's go. Like yeah. something's got to happen. Um, other symbolism is is bridges and and are really starting to symbolize for me death. Um, I mean, we see a guy get killed over a bridge, the same bridge that we saw in the first episode where Mahaffey didn't get killed, but he was yep. threatened. Yep. Um, but I also think in this particular episode, bridges. You know, you said it. Johnny Sachs here, New Woo-hoo! York is here, and there. So the bridge that connecting new jersey and new new york is 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 forming i love johnny sack i love colors (laughs) and i love costumes so the ugliness of that awful black and white shirt tony wears is so amazing to me when i didn't in the in the final scene with melfi he's wearing a black and white where it's literally like across his his chest Oh, I know what you're okay. Black I, I mean, it. it's yep. so out of his character. It is so ugly. Tony would never wear that. Carmella would never let him wear that. But that scene is all about black and white. She lays it down. Listen, mm-hmm. you don't love me. This is the way it is. And post that scene, and this the costume design of this show is interesting, maybe because episodes tend to break up day by day, but we rarely see Tony in the same outfit for scene after scene after scene. And after he leaves Melfi, he then is wearing that shirt when he deals with Junior and finally kind of solves that problem at the baseball field. Then he wears it to the ranch with Hesh where he kind of solves that plot. He had a busy day. And then he's wearing it with Carmela in the you are my life scene where he solves that problem. Like every scene is like, okay, we're just going to lay out how it is, black and white. Hmm. And it's reflected in that, I mean, idiot. I mean, that is just, that's <laughs> It just sounds like shirt. you don't like that shirt. No, no, no. Tony would never wear that. And it's, and I think that's- <laughs> He the clearly did. We're supposed to notice that it's okay. black and white and that that represents everything that's happening, that he's laying it all out. Everything, it's black and white. This is the way it's going to be. And, you know, for Carmela, you are my life. Everything else doesn't matter. Like black and white. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, so I do, I do love the hideousness of that show. What'd you Great. get? Um, new starter in Melfi's car. Um, I think it ties back to the the theme of new beginnings, you know? Um, yeah. It's just a new starter. Let's, let's start afresh. Um, so do you just, think that kind of refers to the fact that we're back on this plot line? Yeah, I think it refers to, I know that he had said, I love you, at, I think after the starter thing, but I think, no, she said it straight, it's a new start. That's right, right, right. Yeah. Um, Augustus, Tony throwing, you know, Tony threw his own symbolism in <laughs> at yeah. Junior. Um, and he, like you said, didn't catch it, but it was interesting for the audience, I think at least. It's also, um, I think the first glimpse we get into 
Tony's historical knowledge, if I'm, if I'm. Was it, didn't he study history? That's no, no, Tony history? loves history, but I think that's more of our knowledge of the show. I mean, we're going to see. He watches the history channel. But I think lot. this is really the first time we really see. Like, yeah, like a deeper knowledge. Yeah, like he's, yeah. he's an intelligent guy. I also, this, this also throws me back to another Godfather thing, because if, if Junior is Corleone, then at that moment, Tony is Clemenza. Because Clemenza was a history mm-hmm. guy. Um, like he always talked about Hitler and, you know, he knew things about history. And he even tells, um, what's Robert Duvall's character? Why can't I think of Robert Duvall's character? I don't know their names. You're giving me way too much. I'm, I can't believe I'm blanking on that. But I remember Clemenza, but I can't remember Robert Duvall's character. Um, Tom, Tom Hagen. He, you know, oh, yeah. Tom says, you know, you always told me the history of the world. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he says that to Frankie Five Angels in two. We should rewatch The Godfather. Who is Clemenza, by the way. That's a fun, whole, that's fun a- fact, Joseph. The first time I saw The Godfathers, it was during the trip that Daddy and I took to Italy. And I was old enough where Daddy said, you're an idiot. You need to watch The Godfather You watched them during, while you were in Italy? No, on the flight there. And daddy watched his own movie. I think The Rock was in it. He loves The Rock. Who doesn't really, I guess. He was watching his own movie and kept leaning over and saying the lines of my movie, even though he couldn't yeah. hear my movie. And I kept going, do you just want to take an earbud and watch it with me? And right. I, think by the, I think by the second one, he just watched it with me. Because so I just watched on the them both flight, in a row. You watched on the way one and two in a row? On the flight, on the way to the Nice. Italy. Yeah, he fixed that. He was like, we can't like go there without you watching these. I'm like, I don't think this like represents Italy, but okay. No, but there's some really nice shots in it. it. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) beautiful scenery. No. Um, So another another symbol that I, um, it's a stretch for me. And I feel like you're either going to be like, no, or you're going to be super impressed. I'll go with you for a minute. Okay. Um, He calls Melfi a mandolin. And that uh, it was his comparison to that she's gentle or whatever. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. Um, So defined, a mandolin is a small lute-like instrument with a typically pear-shaped body, like a woman, and a straight fretted neck, um, having usually four sets of paired strings tuned in unison or octaves. Um, So again, like it sounds like a woman's body. We see Melfi half naked, or no, not even half naked, naked this episode in the shower. Um, but also an octave, Tony uses Octavius termed Augustus as his example with Junior. Whoop, whoop. Too much. Yeah, no. Yeah. Sorry. That's I'm a Joseph. That sink in. That's a Joseph Stefanelli level stretch of symbolism right there. Be proud. Be proud. Yeah. Hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. Shall we go to our next category? Yeah, I got nothing else to say okay. about that one. <laughs> Uh, I think we have the same most valuable Goomba. Yeah, but I, I can I just do a shout out to Livia for her dialogue. She is my most valuable dialogue Goomba, but for the episode, I mean, I think Hesh clearly won the episode. Yeah, I, I love him so much. He's yeah. just reasonable. He calms Tony down, you know, saying, you know, hey, Tony, like, he's the new boss. He makes the new rules. Like, chill. This is how it is. I've seen a few of, you know, I assume that Hesh has seen a few of these transfers of power. Um, And he's right. I also, the staged scene where Hesh made it clear he didn't go to Tony, even though he did with his problem in front of set, uh, why can't I think of the name of the place? Satriel's. Um, you know, he, I think he just gets it and he's there for Tony and he's going to guide him and take care of him. Um, we also little learn a tiny bit about his background as a producer, a record producer, yeah. which is a bit of a cannoli because it returns Huge. later. Yeah. Like a couple more episodes. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 So you agree, Atesh? Yeah, it absolutely is. And by the way, that whole episode, I mean, I mean, Junior's great in it, but the, Johnny Sack and Tony and uh, Hesh. It's how hard it is to act like you're acting. Like here you have those three (laughs) actors playing roles that are acting differently. And I don't know if people really understand how hard it is to do that as actors. And 
that they do it brilliantly. I mean, they're, they're, there's a bit of irony to the way they're performing it, but really, I mean, I do get that Junior doesn't, that Junior falls for it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally get why. They, they do a really convincing job of doing Junior's it. Junior's also on cloud nine and is like happy with anyone saying positive things to him. You know, and like yeah, beefing up his posi- new position. So he has a bit of a blinder oh, song, which is fine. Um, all right, next category. If we pulled this shit or something that made us go, oh my God, that's us. There's no kids in this episode, so there's really not much to say. There's so so no kids aid Polly or Sill, which are like my three favorite people. So kind of of a sigh yeah. there. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I don't love this episode so much. Yeah, maybe they're my three favorite. And people. I love those three, but not not an I I don't know this episode. Great. <laughs> okay. Um. So for me, the word skeeve. And not skeeved out. It's that you skeeve someone. I think Carmela says you skeeve me to Tony. Yeah. That's something we would say in the house. Like, well, you know, I don't, don't skeeve out. You. I, would n- I never say skeeved out. It's skeeve. That's what I'm saying. No, but I think the common term is that I'm skeeved out. No. Is that true? I think so. And I think we always say you skeeve someone. It's like a verb. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I thought we were doing it right. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but skeeve is definitely a word that I know from our household and like nowhere else. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Yeah. I was shocked you didn't you didn't pick mine, which is when he calls Irina a wackadoo. I don't know why that's associated with us. Our mother says that all the time. Maybe she says you. whenever she says someone's like being crazy, she says, "Yeah, they're in my wackadoo club." Our mother, you're no. insane. Our, I'll get her on the phone <laughs> right now. Our mother says wackadoo all the time. I think ironically in that incredibly awkward sexual scene, I think of our mother every time when he says, no, you fucking wackadoo. That is, that could go on the quote line. That I, Joseph, I will pay attention now. That is not something I associate with our mother at all. I'm, I, I don't get it dad too but not but he gets it from mom right that is a mom phrase ah, okay you know i'll be talking to her she's gonna be pissed she's gonna be pissed yeah what then she expects it because we're closer than you know she pretends hey she loves us equally she likes me more she just likes us differently that's it that's but daddy she thinks you're a fucking wackadoo but daddy (laughs) but daddy likes me more if you say so. They love us equally. I gave them a grandson. I'm, I'm the little cute daughter. Okay, if you say so. Okay. Got some foreshadowing on this one. You go. Let's right. go back and forth on this one. I like when we go back and forth. And you go first, because I got a reason. Okay. Um, the Taylor's son name is Ralphie. You go. Ral- Ralphie in this episode, who we don't meet, loses a son. Tony says, I'm lost at sea here. <laughs> Is that referring to a season two big yes. thing? Yes. Okay. Um, we won't say it because God forbid as if people... Shut- yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this is this is just a sweet thing. And this is where my knowledge of Sopranos is crazy. But Hesh calls Tony Tatala, which... I, I think means little boy, like little one. It's like a nice little thing. And I know for a fact that Tony calls Hesh that in Hesh's last episode. Um, I don't even remember the context, so I can't even talk about, but I, I do know he says that. And I, I kind of like that full circle. That's Tony's so, the boss now. That's yeah. so cute. I really yeah. like that a lot. Okay, cool. Um, this is very minor, but someone says, let him die of the, Tony says about a junior, let him die of the stress. It's minor. Okay. I don't, I don't really know what you're going for, but I'll, I'll believe you. Um, there is someone who passes away of a very literal, just stressful situation. On the toilet? (laughs) Yeah. All right, we won't say who it is. Someone dies. It's on the minor, floor. but it's okay. That's what made me think of that. Oh, you that now? That's more of a stretch than your 
octave mandolin naked I thought that body was poetry well that's poetry that's great but you think that's yeah Matson that would have been stretch. proud of me Matson would have um, been proud this is kind of a reverse cannoli. We already had this foreshadowing, but this is the second time we see the bridge at Patterson Falls, which is actually, that is the bridge at Patterson Falls. Um, okay. This time, the first time we saw someone get threatened, this time we actually see it happen, so. Nice. Uh, Tony loves the land and the horses with yeah. Hesh. <laughs> yeah, that's not a stretch. That's definitely foreshadowing. That's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, within the episode, Ray says, uh, Junior eats alone. But by the end of the episode, Junior does not eat alone. Okay. So that's just nice within. Um, not really a cannoli, but we do see the FBI at the end of the episode. And it's just a great intro to the FBI that is now going to be a part of the, the storyline. Oh, yeah. More and more, too. Yep. And it's yep. funny that uh, you, you, we want them to lose. I find this show succeeds in that. I never oh, want them yeah. to win. No. No, they're um, the bad guy. The, the bad FBI guys. is the bad guy. <laughs> We're already in the worlds of the mafia moral code. Stay out of it, FBI. Um, another, and you know, I I could have put this in lines, but Olivia, um, you know, she's talking to the woman, and the woman says, "I'm gonna go play bingo," and she says, "Oh, she's a degenerate gambler," uh, which I just love that she says it. But that is a that's a common trait, a common hatred. They all the Sopranos have a hatred for gamblers. Johnny Boy did. Tony, which is. A cannoli within itself right there yes okay but tony hates gamblers uh i mean he says he hates that's what he hates about vin he says of indication he's you're a degenerate gambler, you're a gambler. Yep. um like, like i said johnny boy and, and yes we'll gambling is going to be a, a major theme later and then just uh divorces for the week i'll leave it at that yeah fair enough okay um I, that's it for our categories. We always end the episode with our just, you know, anything else. So any other comments you want to share? Um, I already kind of talked about Junior being Vito Corleone, but there's another mm -hmm. one too. He denounces drug dealers, which was yes. a, it's a major thing in- The Godfather. In The Godfather, yeah. where, which, which by the way, Vito Corleone's wrong when he says that. I mean, when Vito- I always, I always find that interesting because Vito says, I don't want drugs. I don't want to do this. And Tom Hagen, the smartest of all of them says, yeah, but in 10 years, this is going to be the thing. So let's control it. Yeah. And Vito was like, I don't want to, I don't want any part of it. No, Vito, if you were a part of it, you could keep it away from kids, but by letting it go, you're not. But I, Tom Hagen's I, like, we, oh, Tom Hagen's on the right side of the argument. I get already. it, but I understand where Vito's coming from. Like but. if Vito had 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 said yes in the 40s, this kid might not be dead in the 90s. So it was literally Vito Corleone's fault in the 40s. I blame him. Tom Hagen was trying to save Ralphie's son. Okay. No, uh, grandson. No. no. Ralphie's Ralph. son. Got it. I'm with you. There you go. Okay. You want to go? Sure. Um, I'm not, uh, can I say this word? You see my note. Yeah, I don't, I Are have no problem sure? with that word at all. Oh, I kind of do. I really hate that um, Vin refers to Melfi as a coose. Um, Melfi deserves a lot more than that. I really just like. Yeah, but Vin is, is, is a degenerate. But, but, and it shows how far away he is from that situation. Like he has no idea. It's just like, back off Vin. Don't talk yeah, about Melfi like is that. also going to. Coos is going to end up being his nickname for his neighbor, Kusamano. Calls him Coos. Who has who has been brought up like three to four times so far, and we have not met him yet. He says Doctor Kusamano all the time. Like, who the not who is one this of my favorite. Kusumano? Not one of my favorite characters. Not a character I care about. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just an interesting thing with that. Yeah. But uh, um, again. Uh, Bridges and death, just want to bring that up one more time. Um, the baseball field, I thought you'd find this interesting, is filmed in Harrison, where Aww, our mother grew up. Yes, our so mother grew up It there. starts off with the big, behind them are these two big buildings. Uh, one, I think, is First Fidelity. And then there's like this odd font on this big gray tower. Okay. Um, you could see those from Grandma's house, Nana's house. Aww. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and I remember... Um, 
our aunt worked in one of them at the time and said, I work in that building. And I used Which to say, aunt? Which aunt? Joni. Joni oh, worked we have in the, 17 Sorry. Aunts. Okay. <laughs> and then I always used to say, oh, and, and does Uncle Pat live in the other one? work in the other one and she would say yes even though it wasn't true oh so i always like looked at those towers so whenever i see those towers i think of harrison so that baseball field is clear i mean that was clear as day that was harrison that's that's cute that's very cute um melfi laughing at tony is just very very cute and they're getting closer and closer take away the i love you thing they're still getting close i'm also johnny sacks here yeah um I, I hate Carmela's outfit when she's getting the furniture delivery. It's like a weird sweatpants with a band at the, at the ankle and a matching green velour vest. It is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. I'm just, I that's bet it. that Edie Falco saw Jimmy's black and white and said, put me in something ugly to match <laughs> how awful that shirt is you're right they that's both had quite ugly outfits this that's what happened because okay. Edie Falco's a team player she's like I gotta get on this level here yeah okay remind me when we're done recording we got to talk about vests and it has nothing to do with the Sopranos but I have an issue with vests what lately. no what talk now no what it's about a movie thing? and our mother says I'm wrong <laughs> no do you know what? the american president do you know the movie yes of course Can, why the outfits they have that seventh grade daughter wearing are oh I, I literally know exactly it's like and, a brown corduroy vest i know exactly but all what her wardrobe about. is awful and i i'm basically her age like when that, that came really? out she's 30 no, How old I, are you? no i mean of in the character like i think i was about in seventh grade when that movie came out and she's oh, 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 oh. i know I no like girl wore that old. and our mother's like it's really not that bad i'm like no my that no it's really bad it's awful but that's this is so please people i hope you just skipped that 30 seconds that <laughs> nothing, the nothing to do with anything but the american president's a great movie it's a great movie it's okay. a great movie okay um how'd you like seeing melfi naked bleh. It weird. I just don't like it. Again, like I, I feel very protective of Not Melfi. This time. Not the last time at all. Is it true? Oh yeah. A word. Yeah, that was nothing. Not often, but you will see your name. Oh, again. I don't remember that. Yeah. Also, and just him asking Irina to wear the business clothes is just I so love cringeworthy. It, you want it, me oh, to dress like a man? It, no, you well, yeah. I could do. She I mean, listen, Irina is amazing she's just a great character she's great but just it's just kind of like oh tony ew just stop just stop um uh, tony kissing kissing melfi it's just so much you're like oh my god oh my god oh my god it but it's she does say it's important we talk about this she's just so professional um i just love her I, i i adore melfi um you go now you go uh, my last one, and maybe this falls under symbolism, but I, I, I liked the touch of making the waiter who was taking the pictures be John. Um, I don't, I think that was on purpose because Johnny Sack is now there. And as we'll learn about that character, he is, he, his famous line is, I don't want to stick my beak in, but that's all Johnny Sack is going to do is stick yep. his beak in. Um, <laughs> so the fact that, that that guy's watching. And also I think there's a little bit of a Johnny Boy Soprano who's dead and is watching over all of this and kind of like, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, and I could be wrong. It could just be that the, the guy's name was John, but I do, you know. Yeah. When okay. you have two major characters, one that's dead, one's alive named John, and then you put up the name. I mean, that name tag is, whoa, is bold in front of us. So. Huh. Um, okay, very nice. Uh, well, you're, you're, what's this thing you have written about almonds? I'm reading your notes. What? I don't understand what you're talking it's, about. Um, he goes to talk to, so someone says to Tony, go talk to Junior. And in the next scene, he's talking to his mother, which again ties back to that. He recognizes that if he has to get Junior's ear, he should get his mom's ear. Right. And he opens up the, she opens up the cookies and she goes, almonds? All right. Like, it's just a funny line. 
I don't remember. I, I, I it's Livia say, I don't... saying that. It's funny. She, she again, she had very good lines this whole episode. She's just... She really did. And not in a lot of it. That's what's funny. She's not, she, what in, what, four minutes of the whole episode? Oh, Five? she's not a main character of the episode at all. And, she just, had... all of, every word that comes out of her mouth is gold. It was great. <laughs> I think be, him being in love with Melfi is just the funniest, just funniest shit man thing i've ever seen it's just ridiculous and funny but i think me. very typical of a, of a person falling on with their therapist yeah absolutely um okay question for you to end our episode i'm here i'm ready would you get out now if you were melfi now that he did this she clearly knows who he is and that he's in the mafia and he has pulled this i love you shit no would you now get out no why no, that's a cowardly thing to do he he needs her now more than anything he's saying i love you to he needs love so badly that someone who is what have they been talking a couple months and no that would be cowardly no she can't leave him and i like i said i think it's a very typical thing i bet I, I i'm sure that many a female more male it doesn't matter gender i'm sure many a psychiatrist have heard their clients say i love you so, so you okay? So you think she knows exactly what to do because this? Yes, and thing. by the he way, he explains. I, she actually explains to him like yes. this is a thing that happens. So, okay. And and as far as like, will she? Should she get out because of the mafia stuff? That's why she's in, baby. She <laughs> knows who Tony Soprano is before she comes out in the pilot episode. Okay. She likes this. She gets off on this. Well, she didn't flinch. I'll tell you that much. She didn't flinch. She didn't flinch. All right, everybody. Um, thank you so much to our lis listeners to analyzing Pax Soprano with us. Um, that's all for us from now. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon when we discuss season one, episode seven, Down Neck. Seven, this very symbolic. Okay. This has been the sibling symbolism. <laughs> this has been. I'm gonna leave you with this. I'm gonna leave you with a little teaser. Oh. Leave you a little teaser. The four family members: Tony, Carmela, Meadow, and AJ. Seven letters and all their names. Oh my God. This has been the sibling sit down. Thank you, Seven everybody. Seven letters in Soprano. <laughs>